Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Anything exciting going on the hill today? Exciting going on the hill. Well, they're preparing for a big football game this weekend. Um, so there's that. There's news circulating around, I guess, about Danny Enos emailing people, replying to emails and stuff. Um, that's about it. Okay. All right. Um, there is that going around that there is been a FOI requesting the emails of Dan Enos, and we'll just have to wait and see what uh, develops from that, particularly from head coach. Well, it's confirmed, yeah. It's confirmed that he's doing it, but, uh, I mean, he's not like, I don't know, not saying anything inflammatory, I guess. Not really sure. Okay. (laughs) All right. Right, today is the Bud Light Little Blue Book, and $518.50. You can enter by way of the Asher Record Service Company Life in Feedback, the Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line, which is 501-661-1037. You can email me at randyr at 1037thebuzz.com, or you can call in, and we do have a couple of callers waiting. Uh, $518.50 is the magic number. And the tiebreaker, Trey, have we talked about this this week in depth? And that is fourth and one attempts. Well, that is the tiebreaker today. The number of fourth down attempts by Arkansas. Well, I hope it would be zero, but I'm going to say they go for it on fourth down two times. And for score, I have a hard time, Randy, predicting Arkansas to lose four straight, but, I mean, I can't not predict predict them to lose just because they've been playing yeah, so right, terrible. Yeah, And it's staring down the nose at, you know, like looking at Alabama right on the horizon. I mean, they're five straight. I mean, Wow. Uh, but, I mean, I, I can't predict them the way they've been playing on offense, especially, and I know what Ole Miss is capable of on offense, to keep up with Ole Miss. I just – I can't – I can't see that happening. At the same time, I just can't even see them losing <laughs> four straight. But they've been playing so poorly. And, you know, I know they moved some things on offense. I think that will help them. But I don't know if it's going to be a monumental difference. If it was a monumental difference, they probably would have recognized that earlier, I would guess. There's a lot of things I can't believe. I can't can't believe the offensive line is in this shape in year four in Sam Pittman. I mean, I just almost just assume that surely he's going to get the offensive line in order, you know. (laughs) I think that is the biggest thing with fans, Trey. I think everybody I talk to says, but Sam Pittman's the greatest offensive line coach. That that is probably the thing that most people don't get is is how that could happen. I agree. Yeah, that's been the biggest thing, I think. So I'm going to go with – I'll go with Ole Miss 42 – no field goals, and I'll go with Arkansas. I'll go with Arkansas, 
Shoot, I wrote it down. I don't want to have conflicting ones because you <laughs> got on to me last time, Randy. I think I had 42-31. Uh, 42-31. Okay, okay. Yeah, I do think the offense will put up some points. I mean, they're not playing Texas A&M's front this week, you know. Uh, so I think they'll have some more success. And, you know, plus I think some much-needed changes with the offensive line. I just I think it's a little too, little too late. I hope it is not just mass chaos. When you, th- when you think about it, all these new guys, even though they're all familiar with each other, uh, with each other and they have played together, but they haven't played together Maybe they tried this. Did they ever go to this this length and have all these guys, Latham here and Limmer there and Kudas here and so forth and so on? Did they have? Did they try that in the spring at all, or do you remember? They moved they moved guys around a lot. They moved Latham around a little bit, but not much. Um, they moved Kudas. You know, Kudas was playing guard, played some center, and then they moved him to tackle when they decided the tackles weren't blocking well enough <laughs> in pass rush. Um, so you can only imagine how bad it was, I guess, before that. And then, uh, you know, Limmer stayed where he was. He was the one guy that was wire to wire with the starting group. Latham was always with the starting group, but he was at a different position. You know, they, they moved him around quite a bit. Uh, Manuel was pretty much staying at left tackle. And, yeah, so they definitely – and, they you know, they had Braun and Takias Crawford – Kind of battling there at the right ta- at the right guard spot, but we I don't even know if we've seen Takias Crawford. I mean, but they they pretty much rotated them, and I think you know part of that is, you know, I'm sure you want to audition guys and everything, but at the same time, you want guys to feel like they're a part of it because you got to worry about transferring too. You know, I mean that's just kind of part of the college football nowadays. So. You know, I made the point yesterday. Just when you look at that Ole Miss offensive line, there's not a bunch of there's not a bunch of superstars on that offensive line. They're not – I mean, there's guys that are in the thousands, you know, out of their high school rank. One guy was a two-star recruit out of high school, went to junior college, and was the bottom lowest three-star you could be coming out of junior college. Um, you know, Pettis, the 6'7", 360 right tackle, he was, you know, an 85 overall, which is a pretty mid, mid-range three-star recruit. I think the thing with those guys is they've got a guy that's – Got 36 starts under his belt. A guy with 41 starts. A guy with 21 starts. You know, a guy with 17 starts. A guy with 14. So they've got experience, but you know, it just goes to show. You know, they're running for 180 yards a game, and they've given up what three sacks this year. You know, you don't just have to have a bunch of first rounders to operate your offense. Mm. All right, let's uh, check in with Randy. Randy, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Uh, yeah, since uh, he's betting against Arkansas, <laughs> you have a chance to change your score in the blue book before the game. I'm going to tell you, if if, if uh, Arkansas brings the LSU game to Mississippi, Arkansas is going to win that game. I've never bet against Arkansas, and I'm gonna, not going to start now, so – but anyway, uh, Trey, you got a chance to change that score. <laughs> hey, I yeah, would love to change the Trey's score. Not I just you though. You're I not just can't. Him, but he can. Hey, I, I'm I'm sitting there yeah, thinking I'm about it too. You. I know this game's close every year. I mean, not well, it wasn't last year. They jumped out to him 42 to six last year. But I know this game's usually close. I mean, five of the last nine meetings before you know Ole Miss vacated two games for cheating. 
during the Hugh Freeze scandals. Before, you know, the last nine meetings, five of them have been by four points. Three of them have been about one point, you know. So it's almost always a close game. Uh, and I, I think it'll be a close game, you know, closer maybe than, than what people think. I got Arkansas. I think the line's plus 11 and a half, so I got Arkansas just barely covering that. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's hard for me to envision them dropping a fourth straight game and then all the repercussions that come with losing four straight because Alabama is next. I'm not saying I'm not just saying they're going to automatically lose to Alabama, but they're going to lose to Alabama and Tuscaloosa, <laughs> and so they lose this one. That's five. And I'm just saying. I mean, five losses. No chance to change your score. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hope you're calling. I hope you call in Monday and rub it in. I hope you do. Uh, I'm pulling. Well, I'm for just that. saying, if they bring that LSU game to Mississippi. Arkansas wins that game. Uh, hey, Randy, I'm getting a blue book. Let's do it. Let's do it, Randy. All right, Arkansas, 48, Ole Miss, 21. 48-21, Arkansas. Uh, Spanking. As far as four downs go, I'm going to say, uh, and I was going to say four. Uh, I'm going to go three on that. Three, three fourth down attempts for Arkansas. And they're going to make all these fourth down attempts? <laughs> Yes, sir. They're going to make them. That's, that's why they're going to win the game. But I, uh, my ex-boss, about 12 years ago, met him on Texas. And he said, now, you know, Arkansas and Texas played. And I said, I'll take Arkansas. And uh, Texas was way up there on, you know, standings. Uh, and Arkansas won that game. I don't know. I'm just saying, if they bring the LSU game to Mississippi, Arkansas is going to win. Thank you, Randy. Okay, Trey, I'm giving you a chance. I hope everything that Randy just predicted is right. I'm I'm giving you a chance, Trey, to change your score real quick. Oh, my gosh. I can't can't change it. (laughs) Let's talk with uh, Tony. Tony, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Yes, I do. I I also want to get in that blue book, too. All right, Tony. And can I go ahead and get in the book, and then I'll ask the question? Sure. All right, I'm going to say Arkansas, 34, Ole Miss, 31. We're going to beat them by a field goal. We're going to go for four, uh, on fourth down one time. All right, now your question for Trey. Yes, are we going to sign any more offensive linemen for, the, for this <laughs> class? And can you bring them in now? <laughs> yes, can you bring I hope we can get – is there any way we get a five-star offensive lineman? <laughs> Oh, man. I'll hang up, bless you. you guys. Have a good and God bless you. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's like anybody they're hot and heavy on right now. There's Jacron McCory. We've talked about him from Oregon, and um, Fletcher Westfall, who's committed to Florida uh, from Virginia. So those would be like, as far as like high end, top level guys, those would be the guys to watch right now. But um, I think they'll probably try to sign one more. If it's me, I'd just go – I'd get, hit the transfer portal in the offseason and uh, try to find as many stud offensive linemen and use that transfer portal. Kind of do like Eric Musselman. Couldn't shoot the three. Well, let me go find a bunch of three-point shooters. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what I would do. Because, I mean, it's easy. It's so much easier to get skill guys. You know, you can get pretty decent skill, high, skill guys. Um, they just don't make a lot of offensive linemen that are, that are, you know, that big and athletic and talented and stuff. So – 
you know, you, know, you almost just say go out and find as, as high-quality, experienced veteran offensive lineman as you can. All right, as we wait on uh, the next phone call, let's go to our Asher Record Service company live in feedback. Joel says, Trey, what is the best conference in football right now? Well, it's still the SEC, but I, there's probably an argument to be made for the Pac-12. But the SEC is still better. It's got, first of all, it's, it's more stable. <laughs> Uh, it makes more money. It uh, has better fans. It has bigger stadiums. It has more tradition. It has better athletes. has better coaches. It's not just about wins and losses every single year, although that's a big part of it. And uh, it's got better tradition, especially recent tradition. So it's the SEC still, even though Pac-12 is having a good year. This is their last year, so they better enjoy it, right? Yep. Yeah. It's a final. It's a hurrah. I went back and watched some of that Pac-12 media day stuff, and it's just like, man, they just seem, like the commissioner, everything just seems oblivious to what's really going on. Uh, Trey, this went also from our Escher Record Service company, Life in Feedback. Sore Hog says, Trey, couldn't KJ just basically fall forward four times in a row and get 10 yards? Can he stop hesitating <laughs> when he does decide to run, et cetera? Yeah. Well, you don't want to do it too much. You want to get him hurt. But uh, how do you spell sore hog? Is it S-O-R-E? S-O-R-E. Yeah. I'm just for doing it on fourth and one. I don't care when else he runs. Fourth and one would be fine. There's a story yeah, on Sports one, Illustrated. Push, push. Yeah, there's a sport, or, or not Sports at all. Illustrated. Uh, two schools that are using that. LSU's using it. Oregon State's using it. Uh, they named a couple other schools. Last weekend in college football – it was tried 23 times. It was successful 21. That's 21 hmm. out of 23. Is it didn't right? say how many times it shot snapping out of the shotgun. It was unsuccessful. I don't know that one. But the tush push was successful 21 times out of 23 attempts in college football games last Saturday. Yeah. War Machine, um, he posted, uh, the guy who does all the clips, he posted like Arkansas going for it and doing a similar deal, you know, under browse and having success with it against Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. You know, this year I think Arkansas probably would have brought the average down from 21 out of 23 to No, I don't think you know, so. I think we'll never know. I think they, I think they're not a very good fourth down team. Pretty good. Because they haven't no tried what. fourth. Because they haven't tried a quarterback. But even when they've lined up in the dead tee, they, and, you know, with K.J. Anderson, they've had terrible results. Yeah, that's They're just not good goes. in short yardage or just at the goal line. go straight ahead and push. I agree if you're going to do it, but I have very little confidence in them, even in that. Well, Trey, I probably should have used this one if I had thought of it in advance for our tiebreaker. Kurt says, uh, he's saying, if the game is close, I predict several temporary Ole Miss injuries. I should have went oh, yeah. with <laughs> how many timeouts would be taken for Ole Miss oh injuries. Yeah. Ole Miss is going to go year. for it on fourth down, and they're going. And Lane Kiffin is going to tell <laughs> you know his staff that you know we're going to do injury. I wonder how that conversation goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm just alleging here. I'm not like you know. I'm not. I'm not saying this is actually. <laughs> you haven't been in the on. in the locker room, right? But like, just imagine this scenario. Like there there are medical staff, trainers, and stuff. How does that conversation go? Like 
you go up to them and you say, hey, we're going to fake injuries. I want you to put, you know, your <laughs> reputation on the line here and just go along with it. Like, is that how the conversation goes? And you just hope that I'm not the, saying this uh, is actually happening. I don't want to get, you know, anybody in trouble. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if it's what's happening, is that the conversation? Because well, they have to I be only, in on it. If Yeah, I only saw the second half of LSU and Ole Miss, and that was a wild game. I never saw it happen. Did you? Did Was there an injury timeout? I don't think so. Uh, I, don't I don't know, so. but I mean, hey, it's obviously been it's obviously been happened. very common. I mean, when people yes. think Lane Kiffin, they think fake injuries, right? <laughs> right. I mean, that's part. Of, <laughs> that's just part of it. That's his legacy. But I just I just wonder how that conversation goes, like with the plan, you know, with like, okay, you know, it's we're, our defensive lineman's going to get tight. He's going, you know, he's going to roll down. He's going to act like he hurt his leg. You guys just play along, help him off. I don't know. Seems weird. Okay, I need to do this one on behalf of um, Tori from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Says, this is Tori in Jacksonville. My seven-year-old daughter, Ava, says the score will be 58-49 to 49, Arkansas. Two times for the tiebreaker. Ava is listening with me, so please read her prediction on air if possible. There you go. Ava, and good luck to you. Seven-year-old Ava. All right, let's. Yeah, (laughs) we still got time to change your score. All right, let's talk to Hoopog. Hoopog, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Well, thank you. I would like a coke and some fries, please. All right. Um, How's everybody doing? (laughs) Uh, Trey, um, I I like Sam Pittman, and I want to believe in him, but how? Uh, by the way, before I say this, let me just say I, I predict 24-21 Ole Miss, and the game will be lost by Arkansas coaching. That's that's the way I feel things have gone this year. And I just wanted to preface my question to Trey with that right there. Trey, uh, mm-hmm. I like Sam Pittman, but how badly does it reflect on him that he hires uh, – and I'm biased. I'm, I was never a fan of Dan Enos. Uh, why – does a guy hire a, 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 a offensive coordinator that doesn't reflect the offensive philosophy that the team has had in years past, or the the, the, the roster that the team has? He, it seems like he picked up a name and not someone to help perpetuate his own coaching philosophy. In the way that's the way I interpret it. How yeah. badly does that reflect on him? I, the thing that really missed me is that Sam Pittman every now and then exhibits bad decision making. And as much as I want to believe in him, this one sticks in my craw in a big way because I wasn't a fan of Danny Nose the first time around. Here we go a second time. I wanted to get your take on that, Trey. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly looking like maybe that was not the wisest decision to, uh, you know, have a change. Well, I mean, Browse left on his own, but maybe you go off and, you know, you hire somebody kind of in that tree and that philosophy. Uh, you know, Enos' offense – from what I saw, what they did at Maryland, they did a lot of the same stuff that Arkansas does. Now they did other things as well. I kind of thought that he would maybe adapt things a little more and, you know, implement his, you know, pro-style stuff. But it also contains RPO and stuff. I also don't think right. that we can tell if he's a good play caller or not because he has no time to throw the ball. Like, just no time at all to throw. And that's been a big part of it too. I mean – 
Sure. This, I sure. was talking to this guy. I was talking to a guy uh, today, and he said he read something about somebody broke down. You know, Dan Enos, he only had good offenses when he had a good offensive line and, like, had all these statistics right. and stuff. But that, I think that would be true of anybody, is it not? <laughs> I mean, you know, who has a good offense with a bad offensive line? Probably not anybody. Well, sure. Well, sure. What I liked about Kendall Bryles is he showed a little creativity in adapting our offense to a lot of the teams that we played. It, mm-hmm. And I, I admit I that I – remember a lot of people ready some... for old razzle-dazzle to go, though. That's yeah. what I remember. Well, I Too much razzle-dazzle. I, I... <laughs> Maybe, yeah. perhaps. But, uh, but uh, we've, we've gone to the other end of the spectrum where Danny Enos is just – uh, yeah. tepid to me. I, his play you don't, you don't like not having any time. first downs for two quarters in a row? That's not I don't like offense. that. And I don't like <laughs> taking a, a, all, a preseason all-SEC quarterback and not letting him yeah. extend a pass past the 20-yard 20, 20 threshold. I mean, it's just he's yeah. throwing and all these not, flat And passes. it's not what we saw in the spring. It's, hey, this Bob, got to go. Trey, this isn't the offense that we saw in the spring. We are out of time.